0: Amen. Are you ready for the Word of God today? Amen. Amen. Well, I'm going to, I have a wonderful message from the Lord today. And I uh, pray that you'll receive it, be encouraged, strengthened, and be able to do, to do great feats in His name. So let's bow our heads and pray. Father, we thank you that as we come before you today, we're able to see wonderful truths out of your Word that it may bless us and encourage us. I ask you to guide and guard my mouth so that I may say those things that are pleasing to you. And that it would be an inspiration and an encouragement to your people. And so for this, we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. And all agreed, said, amen. Amen. So we're continuing on this series this month on be thankful. And you know, in the English grammar, that you is understood. You be thankful. You talking to me? (laughs) You talking to, yeah, it's you. You be thankful. In the King James, it's a little more polite. It says, be ye thankful kind of like, you know, reserved. Be ye thankful. Okay, they may not be me. That may be somebody else, but, you know, but when the, you say in the English, you be thankful, and that's the command that we have in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, and it's a key for our happiness and shows an appreciation to God for what he has done. Amen? So my question to you is, are you a thankful person? Do you go around with a joy and a happiness in your heart, or are you just kind of grumbling around and complaining and murmuring and wondering, you know, why is this happening to me? Why am I not more blessed? And, and God wants us to have a joyful heart. I know coming up in my, my years, you know, things weren't always the way I want them wanted them. But I was happy in what I had, even when I was at work. You know, people are always complaining about, oh, well, the boss this and that person that and this person's doing this to me. But I just got in my little cubicle and said, praise God, it's you and me, Lord, and we're here. And I'm so thankful that I have a job. They do pay me every other week, glory to God, amen. <laughs> I do get a lunch hour. <laughs> I do have friends and I can minister to people wherever I go, praise God. So you may ask yourselves, what's my motivation for being thankful? Isn't that what the actors say? What's my motivation? What, how am I, why am I supposed to be thankful? Well, King David listed six uh, reasons in Psalms 103 that we talked about last week. Let's see the, the beginning. He says, bless the Lord, O my soul. So David is talking to himself. He's saying, soul, <laughs> mind, will, and emotion, you better bless the Lord. Amen? Sometimes you have to talk to yourself. Get up. <laughs> do this. Do that. Serve the Lord. And all, all, say all. That is within me. What does that mean? That means your mind, your will, your emotions, your strength, your hurts, your pains, your struggles, everything that you're going through, everything you give to the, I bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that's in, all that is within me. Now, some people have a hard time releasing themselves. Some people are reserved, Lord, I just hope you do some good things for me in my life. I hope everything works out. No, my wife, I know, she'll cry out to the Lord, you know. She goes in the garage, and she's yelling, and I thought there's a burglar or something in the house. (laughs) Lord, God, Lord, help me. (laughs) I said, who are you yelling at? I'm just talking to the Lord. Okay, praise God, amen. So, you know, David did that. He would cry out to the Lord, amen. He, He would dance before the Lord. He danced so much that his outer garments came off. And his wife said, what are you doing? You look like a fool. You're a king, and you're just throwing off all your garments. He said, I would be a bigger fool for the Lord. Just watch me, praise God. So we have to have a desire to want to bless the Lord with all that you have, all your mind, your soul, your spirit, everything. And, and, and then the second verse says, he says it again, he's got to remind himself, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Sometimes we have a tendency to forget. We're cruising along. Do you know how, no, how bad it would be if we didn't have the Lord? That you don't have someone to talk to, someone to be there, to minister to you, to change situations in your life, to heal your bodies, to take care of your relationships and your concerns. And We have a God that's right there with us. Forget not all, all of his benefits. Praise the Lord. So this is an area that we we tend to neglect and be guilty of. We forget all that he has given to us and bestowed upon us. And uh, so here's here's the six things that, that we went over last week. He forgives us of all of our sins. This is a miracle. What other religion do you have that sign up and everything's scratched off? All your sins, everything that you've ever committed in your whole life, wiped clean. Isn't that good news? Now, now, how would it be if you went to your creditor and, and they said, you know what? We're going to wipe you clean of all your debt. Everything that you, 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 it's already paid for. Your house payment, your car payment, all your bills and everything that you've, you've done. You're wiped clean. It's, you're forgiven. Oh, hallelujah. Everybody gets excited about that. And it even gets better. If for some reason that you charge some more or you have another payment that you, you, you incurred, oh, that's wiped off too for the rest of your life. (laughs) So not only are you forgiven for everything that you have done, what you are doing, and what you will do, (laughs) God said it's forgiven, it's wiped out, it's for Hallelujah. Now, we we don't try to go out and sin and and wait for forgiveness, but if you happen to make a mistake. You know, you ladies, you might happen to go to Macy's and see some pair of shoes that you want to buy and that new dress that looks so good on you. (laughs) You say, what do you say? Get behind me, Satan. <laughs> and you know what Flip Wilson said, right? I told him to get behind me, and he said it looks good from behind, too. <laughs> if you happen to buy something accidentally, God said, I'll forgive you of that, too. Amen? He forgives us of all of our sins. I, I think that's good news, right? So, so whatever you've done and whatever you've incurred, God said, "Paid, paid, paid." Yeah. Isn't that good news? I like that. Praise God. Now, uh, the second thing is, that He heals us of all of our diseases. He healed us all two thousand years ago, on the cross. Whatever we incur in our bodies, and there's so many things that happen now in our bodies. You know, you think you're going good, and you go to the doctors. Oh well, you this level's bad, and that level's bad, and you've got high this and low that. And, oh my God, what is? What are you talking about? I wasn't, I wasn't that way when I was 20 or 30. Well, nowadays, everything's kind of, you know, you know sensitive, sensitive. So we can say hallelujah. What's our motivation? Hallelujah. God's healed all of our diseases. And you know where hallelujah comes from? You know what it means in the present-day language? Let's have a party. That's what hallelujah means. Hallel is the first part of hallelujah, and Jah is God. So it means let's have a party in God. And halal means to make a show, to boast, and thus to be clamorously foolish, to rave, to celebrate. Hallelujah! Glory to God, amen! Woo! Thank you, Jesus! That's what we're talking about. Be thankful, not like. Thank you, Lord. So good that you came through. Praise God. Let's move on. (laughs) So, you know, a lot of people's, you know, I've heard people that have believed God for healing. How many of you know that you have believed God? Some people have believed God for healing. Some got healed right away. Sometimes it takes time. Sometimes they never make it. But the provision is there for us to receive the healing virtue of God. And I know whenever I have a problem, I stand on the word of God because he will not leave me forsaken. He'll not let me be ashamed. His word is true. If he promised it, he's also able to do it. Did you know that? he's also able to do it if he said if you made a promise to someone you know we may fail but God's not going to fail he watches over his word to perform it in our lives he, he's committed to that you know if, if I tell Tony Tony it's your birthday I, I'm going to send you a check for hundred dollars in the mail and he said well I'll believe it when I see it well what are you talking about I told you I was going to send it to you. God said, I've healed your body. Well, I'll believe it when I see it. No, that's not the w- You thank him before you get it because his word is true. Amen? All right, so he's healed our bodies. He's redeemed our lives from destruction. Did you know that? And then this has a twofold meaning. One is that we're saved from hell's fire. And secondly, we're saved from the destruction that comes upon us in this lifetime. How many of you have ever had some life destruction forces come against you? I can remember one time when I was in high school, and this is a new story for my son, he never heard this one. But me and my friend that uh, was a bad influence, my son says, You know, Dad, you don't get new stories, you just get new friends, and then you tell the same stories. <laughs> <laughs> And Tony, and Tony laughs at him. Hey, yeah, that's good. All right, I gotta take Tony wherever I go too. But so we're in high school, and this guy that's a bad influence. You ever had bad influence people? With, they, they, it sounds so good when they say it, and you, and then you okay, let's do that. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, why did? What are we doing here? So they said there was a dance at the high school, and they said let's just hop the fence and go in, though nobody will ever see us, and we don't have to pay the whatever it is, five or ten dollars. Yeah, that sounds, yeah, okay, yeah. Well, so we hop the fence where nobody would see us, we get on the football field, and guess what? There's 15 or, other, 15 or 20 other people that had the same idea. And there's two policemen there, waiting for us to come. Come over here, boys, come over here. Stand right there, You're, you guys are both going to jail. Oh, my heart dropped. For 5 or $10, I'm going to have a record <laughs> on my life. And I sat, I stood there, and they were gathering everybody else, and I wanted to run so bad. I was looking for an opportunity. You're in those movies. You ever see those movies where they got your a gun and you're looking for a door? Just, I got to get out of here. And I couldn't find a place to run. So finally, after they collected all the guys, they said, you two, since you stayed here, you can go on home. you you know, you're released. I go, God, you heard my prayer. God, you were up. And God watches over us even when we don't know him, even when we're, you know, uh, uh, defaming his name. He's still, even when we ignore him, he's still there waiting for us to come into uh, acceptance to know that we need him. That's the patience of God. So he redeems us from our destruction. And the second meaning is that he keeps us from hell's fire. Now in Jude, it talks about keep yourselves in the love of God looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And some have compassion making a difference and others, you pull them out of hell's fire hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. What's that mean? You just barely made it in. (laughs) Man, you, you can feel those hell fire right on you, amen? And it says you, it burns up your clothes. So some of you are going to get in by the skin of your teeth and all you're going to have is your underwear. And you're going to like, what happened to you? I just made it in, praise God, amen. That's why your mother used to tell you, make sure you have clean underwear when you go outside. You never know what's going to happen to you. And what was the other thing? <laughs> We're not going to check anybody today, okay? And what was the other thing they told you to have? Make sure you have a dime to call, okay? That's obsolete now, but (laughs) clean underwear and a dime to call home. Like, if it's that bad, you got to call home with a dime. You're in big trouble, praise God. So, number uh, fourth thing is he crowns us. He crowns our life with loving kindness and tender mercies. Isn't that good news? We don't see it, but there's a spiritual aura around us, the Holy Spirit is with us. We were doing the Bible study last uh, Wednesday, and I got up just to do the announcements, just to say, you know, what we're going to be doing, and uh, Gina's friend, right, Ethel, said, I felt, I saw the, the light around you. The Holy Spirit was there with you. I go, really? <laughs> well, I spend a lot of time with the Holy Spirit, so I'm glad he's hanging with me, you know, he's not off in the corner somewhere. But you know what? He can be that way with each and every one of you if you spend time with him. I can remember, Tony, remember we had a a guest speaker come, and they said, the Lord says he's doting over you. Mm -hmm. Doting over you? (laughs) I looked that up, Tony. It means (laughs) to be lavish or excessive in one's attention, fondness, or affection. He wants to be that way with all of us. He wants to be with us and dwell with us and show his affection. And he says he's going to crown you crown our life, our whole life with loving kindness and tender mercies. You know what loving kindness is? It means kindness even though you don't deserve it. He loves you with the agape kind of love, the kind that you don't deserve, but he's still kind to us. You ever tried to be kind to somebody that's not kind to you? Oh man, what a torture that is. (laughs) No pointing, no pointing here amen somebody that is doing you wrong and you still have to love them so that they can come to know the Christ that you know praise God number five he satisfies our mouth with good things you can have what you say and what do you say you say the word of God that's the language of God so what are the things you can say I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and only not beneath all things work together for my good because I love God and I'm called according to His pur- purpose. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. So you find out what you need from God and you quote the promise that He gave you. Praise God. Whether it be freedom from worry, your health, your finances, your peace, deliverance, whatever. Amen. I-, I like that word that the God puts in the Bible. Whatever you desire, Amen. when you pray, believe that you receive it and you shall have it whatever. Yeah. Glory to God. Okay, then the last thing is renews our strength. He wants to renew our strength like the ego. The Bible says in Isaiah 40, 31, and I'm quoting these scriptures because Pastor Charlie is going through a, a series where he's getting to be approved as a pastor, and he has to know the scriptures, where they're at. <laughs> he says, Pastor Chuck, you don't know where they're all at. <laughs> I'm already ordained, I don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> but every time I quote a scripture, I remember, oh yeah, it, I got to know the scripture. Isaiah 40, 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Isn't that good news? Yeah. Isaiah forty one ten says, Fear not, I am with thee. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I'll uphold you with my mighty right hand. Yeah, but I just feel so weak. I said I'll strengthen you. Well, I feel so helpless. I said I'll help you. But what if you fail? I said I'll uphold you with my mighty right hand. Amen? God's not going to leave you hanging. He's with you always, even until the end of time. So you might be coming in this morning tired, tired physically. Tired emotionally, tired financially. He wants to know that he hasn't left you. He has brought you this far, hasn't brought you this far to leave you. So though the outward man perishes, the inward man is being renewed day by day. So that's our review from last week, in case you weren't here. So this week, we're going to make it really simple why we're supposed to thank God. What's our motivation? Let's look at it here. Next, Okay, three reasons to thank God. Because of who he is, because of what he's done, and because of what he's promised. Pretty simple, isn't it? Who is he anyway? You know, if God was mean-spirited, if he was petty, if he was vindictive, if he was a malicious creator, then there would be no reason to thank him. If he were aloof, not caring, indifferent, detached from our life, there would be no reason to thank him. If he were inconsistent, unreliable, and couldn't be trusted, there would be no reason to thank him. If he were evil, vicious, hateful, there would be no reason for us to thank him. If he was meek and puny and couldn't do anything about our circumstances and was powerless to help us, there would be no reason for us to thank him. But the Bible says just the opposite of that. The Bible says great is the Lord. Let's see. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. That's, what does that mean? That means there's no problem big enough that God can't handle. Every problem that you have is small to him. Great How great do you want him to make him? Make him as great as you want to. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. I got a call last week. I get these calls once in a while, Marlene. You know, it's kind of strange that they get my number. And (laughs) they said, Pastor, you're the only one that I knew to call. You're the only one that I I know would be there. I got a friend that I work with and he's had some tough times, okay? I'm, I'm ready to get my spiritual guard ready to go. <laughs> yeah, throw it to me. He said, well, he just got uh, cheated out of some money. And, and he's having a hard time forgiving that person. Well, I, I can understand that. He said, well, and then also he was promised a job and they reneged on him. And so now he doesn't have that new job. Yeah, that's tough. I can understand that. He said, eh, but that's not all. He said, his wife is leaving him now. And the place where he's living, he's going to be evicted. I said, and I've had one or more of those things happen in my life, but not all in one month. I mean, you know, the only thing left was then my dog died. I mean, that's about a, the only other thing that you could throw on top of that. And I, all I could say is there's only one scripture that I know. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. How many of you know that he's not been living his life right for all those things to happen? He needs to come to the Lord and see you know, his salvation. He needs to come to church. And so I offered him, you know, I'll, I'll talk with you. I'll meet with you. And he said, she told, uh, she told me through him, I'm not ready yet. It's OK. The doors are open. We'll be glad, glad to, to see you. But no matter what you're going through, God is able to help you. Praise the Lord. Let's see another scripture. So, I'm, who, who is God anyway? And I like the way David said this. Oh! Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. He is what? Good, for his mercy endures forever. And so we, know, we have to know that God is good. Actually, in the Old Testament, thanks and praise are the same word, yada. It means to worship with extended hand, giving of oneself in worship and adoration, to lift your hands unto the Lord. It carries the meaning of absolute surrender as a young child does to a parent. Take me, daddy. Take me. I'm all yours. Yada. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. You know, when I first got saved, I was amazed at how good God is. He's forgiving. He's loving. He's kind. He's not, you know, vengeful or vindictive. He's not judgmental. He's on our side because of what Jesus has done. That's not what I was taught. I was taught you, gotta, you better be careful. You know, God's going to get you. You know, he, 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 you're not living right, you're not doing right but God is ever have his hands out towards us like a father to his dear children. So we have to know that when we praise the Lord, he wants to uh, be with us. He's kind and merciful, how often? Always. Sometimes our parents or our bosses are inconsistent. You ever had a boss like that? Sometimes good, sometimes bad, you never know what's gonna be. You don't have to worry about that with God. He, you know, you, did you pray today? Yeah, but you know God's in a bad mood, so I don't know if it's going to work. <laughs> God's always in a good mood, right? He's not sometimes kind and merciful. He's always kind and uh, merciful, because inconsistency creates insecurity. The Bible says He's always kind and always merciful. I know my mother was that way: sometimes good, sometimes bad. You never knew what you're going to get. And I had a way of knowing how to push her, push her buttons. I didn't know I was pushing her buttons. I was just having a good time. Mom, <laughs> did you ever have her say, where did you learn that? You didn't learn that in this house. <laughs> no, I learned it out on the street. What do you think, Mom? <laughs> and a couple times, she was a very emotional woman. She said, I'm, I'm gonna disown you. I said, you can't disown me. <laughs> I asked my dad, can can she disown me? (laughs) Can she pretend like I wasn't born to her or something? How do you disown a person? I guess in the Italian family, you can disown somebody. Have nothing to do with them. They're not my son anymore. But that blew over, thank God, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) But God is not like that. He is love. No one will love you like God loves you. The only reason why there is love in the world is because God is love. He's the one that's bringing love to us. Amen. You wouldn't be able to receive it if you didn't have love yourself. So Jesus was amazing when he came to us. He came to the feeble as well as the mighty. He persevered persecution to reach out to us who believe. He never gave up on us, even though we turned our backs on him, even taking his name in vain, but he, went, he waited patiently for Who is God? He's good. He's a good God. Amen. I, know, I, I, hope, I hope you guys know that when you come to me, I'm a good pastor. Amen? Amen. Amen. I, I don't really turn too many people away. I don't really, not too many people do I say, I can't help you. I try everything I can. I'm merciful. I'm kind. I'm good. I'm trying to be like Jesus. Amen? And so here's this next scripture. It says, uh, you know, uh, let, me, let me, it's not up on the screen. Let me just say it. In Psalms 107, verse 8, Charlie, if you want to write that down. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his good. Oh, David's saying, oh, I wish they would just know that they need to give their, their hearts and their thanks until, so, oh, that men would just learn to praise the Lord. Amen? Do you know that we're gifts to God that he delights in in Ephesians, in the Living Bible? Your whole life is a gift to him. Isn't that amazing? We think that you know, we're intruding upon him. He says, we are gifts because we have been made part of his family. So we want to be... Uh, adopted into the family. So another thing of who he is, rejoice in the Lord, you righteous, and give thanks at the remembrance of his, what kind of name? Holy name. God is holy. How do you dwell with a holy God? You have to put his holiness on the inside of you. How do you do that? The Holy Bible, the Holy Spirit makes you holy, set apart, sanctified for his use. Isn't that right? We can't be holy in ourselves. Walk just perfectly straight, you know? Everything, all the dress is just perfect. I'm holy, praise God. (sighs) Preach on, Pastor. (laughs) (laughs) Yes and amen, praise the Lord. No, God is holy, because you don't know what's going on on the inside, what's going on in your brain, in your head. Like, you may be sitting there real pristine, but you're thinking like, why is that person dressed like that? (laughs) Who does she think she is? So we have to let the Holy One be in us. Praise God. Another thing is, another, another slide. I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness and will sing praise to the name of the Lord. So he's righteous in all that he does. Amen? He's the right, he's, he does the right thing all the time. I can't understand how people get mad at God. He's only doing what's right Maybe you're not doing what's right and then you pay the consequences, but he is a righteous God and he will direct you. Praise the Lord. So that's who he is. Let's see what he's done. What has he done? He made you. You've got to be happy about that, don't you? You wouldn't be here if he didn't make you. Then where would you be? I don't know. <laughs> <You'd> be, poof. <laughs> but, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. Do you know you're a marvelous work of God? I know we have some peculiarities here. I know we have some people with some funny you know, ideas about how to do things. And sometimes they rub us the wrong way. But you know what? You're peculiar. I, I like seeing the different personalities here at the church. One person's shy; they don't want to get up and be in front of the, the people in the play. Other people want to get up there all the time. <laughs> One people like some people like to cook. Some people like to, you know, set up. All these different kinds of people that we have here. We got quiet people. We got loud, loud people. We got all kinds of people. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made, and that word "made" means made for a purpose. I, when I finally realized that, I had to realize that God put me together with my talents to do things that He wants me to do. Like this young man right here. You know, he just graduated from uh, uh, Riverside, looking for a job. And my wife, she's good at matching people up. She knows how to say, "Oh, this person would be go good here. This person would go good there." And so she came across this uh, this uh, uh, job. Said, eh, Billy would be good at that. I go, you're absolutely right. His personality just fits the job perfectly. Yeah. So he went there, applied, Marianne coached him on Sundays after church. Come to church, Billy, get the Lord in you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he went and he got the job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he, 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 that job was perfect for him. You've got to find where you're supposed to be perfect at, where God wants to use you. Amen? He created you. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. The next thing he's done, I will praise you for you have answered me and have become my salvation. I like it when God answers prayer, don't you? It's, it's no fun just to pray and not have anything happen. You ever have that happen? You pray and nothing happens. You go like, what is going on here? I know one time uh, at, this, at one hospital visit I went to, this lady, uh, she knew us and then she knew another church that she went to, and so both they called for both of us to come and pray. So this lady, this lady pastor, she opens up her, her handbook and she just, oh dear, great and mighty God, we come before you today to ask for your blessing and your healing virtue and your power. And she's just reading, and she closed the book and says, Okay, I prayed. Nothing happened. I said, Get away. (laughs) (laughs) Let me do that. (laughs) So I prayed, God, (laughs) hallelujah, Jesus, Jesus. By your stripes we're healed. We claim your healing now in the name of Jesus. I thank you for your anointing falling on this woman to the glory of God. And she got well. Ten years later, I, I didn't know that she did get well. Ten, ten years later, she saw me at a gathering. She said, you came and prayed for me in the hospital. I wanted to thank you so much. I appreciate that. Amen. The other lady that had the book, I don't know. She just kept going on. You know. But we, we pray that we get our prayers answered. Yes. Amen. Amen. amen? God said, I will answer your prayers. All the promises of God in him are what? Yea and amen. So what else has he done? Let's see. Do we have anything more? You have maintained my right and my cause. You sat on throne judging me in righteousness. Thank God we have a righteous judge. When things go wrong, people try to wrong us, there's a God in heaven, right? There's that one scripture, it says, um, um, uh, it's in uh, Proverbs 22.1, the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord, and he turns it whithersoever he will. So I always pray for that person, the Lord's uh, hand is upon you, and uh, his heart is toward you, and the king has to do what the king of kings says. Amen? He, he, he defends our, our, uh, our cause. Okay, last thing. What has God promised us? Oh, also he counsels us. Let's go back one. He counsels us. He talks to us. He, he instructs us in the night season. Isn't that good news? While we're sleeping, he's thinking about ways that he can counsel us. And you wake up, and he tells you the answer, right? That's happened to you? Okay, so what, what, uh, this next one, what has he promised? Now, there's 7,000 promises in the Bible. We got a little book that we passed out. You can look up for whatever topic that you have. There's 7,000, I'm not gonna go through all 7,000 of them. (laughs) Glory to God. (laughs) But you have to know what your promises are. Because if you don't know your promises, you can't claim them, right? It's like having an, excuse me, insurance policy, and you don't know what's in the, in the, in the booklet, what the benefits are. But I'm gonna just tell you what God has promised about his promise. Let's see. Oh, I'm sorry, go back. Let's go back one. Oh, here we are. All the promises of God in him are? Yes. And in him, amen. To the glory of God through us. So when you take a promise to God, he, he, he doesn't say, oh, that's not for you. <laughs> But Lord, you said I, I, I could be healed. No, that's not for you. <laughs> but, but Lord, you said that, that you would be with me always. No, that's not for you. Now, all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him, amen. Next scripture. I'm going to get you, can we get a little excited about this, okay? You, you got any promises rolling around in your head? I ask people, they say they're believing God. I go, what's your scripture that you're standing on? No, I'm just believing God. Somewhere, somehow, up in the air, he's going to do something. No, <laughs> his language is the word. Then the Lord said to me, I am actively watching over my word to perform it. He's watching, he's waiting to see what you're going to say, and so he can, com- can perform it in your life. Isn't that good news? That's what he promised. I promise you, I'll do that. Amen. Another scripture? I like this one. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. So we notice we, we petition God with prayer and supplication. But how did that with thanksgiving? Before you get it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah before you get it, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. well, why would you wait until you get it? You, 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 you thank him because you know he's going to do it. And you know what? That pleases him. That's called Faith. Okay, next scripture. Uh, It says here in 2 Peter 1.4, By which we have been given to us, have been given to us, exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of his divine nature. Wait, what is he saying there? We have the nature of God on the inside of us. That's why when I hear about pastors falling and people say, Well, you know, he's just human. Yeah, but he's got the divine nature on the inside of him. There's got to be some kind of check. There's got to be some kind of, you know, uh, notification that you're doing wrong. You can't be walking through all those stop signs. We have the divine nature. Well, I can't just live. I can't live right. Yes, you can. You've got the divine nature. You've got him on the inside of you, not with you, but in you. You can't get any closer than that. You can't cuddle up any close. He said, I'm going to dive in you. Praise the Lord. Okay next scripture. Uh, it's getting gooder and gooder. You ready? Ready for finale? <laughs> <laughs> Hebrews eleven thirteen five. 13, 5. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Now that sounds good, doesn't it? But even better is the amplified version, which talks about it, breaks it down and gives a definition to those words. Let's look at it. It says, let's see. I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not I will not, I will not, in any degree, leave you helpless, nor forsake you, nor let you down, relax my hold on you, assuredly not. That is a promise from the Lord. You feel like you can't do it? He said, I'm with you. I'm not going fors- to leave you. I'm not going to forsake. I'm with you always, even until the end of time. I, mean, I don't know. I, I, that's, that's exciting to me. Is that exciting to you? Okay now let's look at this. Sometimes we don't know what our future is going to be. Does do we? I don't know if it's going to work out. I don't know what's going to happen. Well, in 2 Corinthians 2:14 it says now thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph. Wouldn't don't, wasn't that nice if that was 100% true in everything that we do? Every race, every race that we we, uh, we run, every baseball game that we play, we win all the time. My wife says, I'm praying for the Dodgers. I'm praying for them. <laughs> why aren't they winning? <laughs> <Not praying enough. laughs> Much prayer. <laughs> Much power. <laughs> the problem is, she's yelling at him from our TV <laughs> to tell them to, to get in line. What are you guys doing? <laughs> and then she's yelling at me. Why are they doing that? Why, why can't he catch the ball? Why do why, why they have that guy in? Get him out. I go, baby, I don't have the phone to call them. (laughs) Finally, she says, I'm not going to ask you anymore. (laughs) I said, just all you can do is pray that they do the best that they can do. But wouldn't it be nice that everything that you do in life is successful? And that's what God's promise is. Now, thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph in Christ. And one more scripture. But thanks, see, there's a lot of thanks in the Bible, isn't it? But thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I like that. Yeah. Don't you like that? Yeah. Now you say, well, while we're here on earth, that's, we have to do a lot of thanking, don't we? Yeah. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. I was, as I was driving, I said, thank you, Lord, for this and that. It hasn't even happened yet. I just thank you, Lord, for it. Why not? Be happy. Yeah. Thank him. And when you keep thanking him, he says, there's somebody down there thanking me. For what? What do we do? Oh, we need to do it? Let's do it. So you think, oh, okay, well, after we're dead, after we go see the Lord, we don't have to thank him anymore. Is that true? Let's see the scripture. Last scripture. All the angels stood round the throne, and the elders and the four beasts, and I don't know who these four beasts are. The lion and eagle and something, but... Can't get into that. The elders and the four beasts fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom. Thanksgiving? Still doing it? In heaven? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus, for all that you've done and honor and power and might be to our God. How long? Forever and ever. Let's develop that spirit of thanksgiving, amen, in our daily life. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, thank you that we have a spirit of thanksgiving on the inside of us, that we can thank you, Lord, before things happen. We can thank you because of who you are. We can thank you because of what you've done, and we can thank you for what you've promised us, and that we never are going to be left ashamed, always trusting in you, knowing that you're the God that is more than enough. So if if we have someone here right now and you said, you know what? I have never accepted the Lord. I've never come to know him in uh, the fullness that you're talking about, Pastor Chuck. If that's you, I want you just to raise your hand. I want to pray with you where you're at in your seat so that you may know him, feel his presence, and feel the joy that comes from knowing him. The Bible says that renew into me the joy of your salvation. So if that's you and you say, I've never accepted the Lord officially, raise your hand. Or if you said, you know what, I've accepted him before, but I, I need to rededicate. I need to get that spirit of love and joy on the inside of me. If that's you, just raise your hand. We want to pray with you right now and know that, that God is touching your hearts and moving in your lives. Praise the Lord. Father, we just thank you that as we come here together, we're able to rejoice in you and thank you for all the goodness that you have for us. We thank you, Lord God, that you're a God that loves us so much and cares for us so much that you would never leave us here alone. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And all agreed said?